Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. We've all had that friend who we've admired for her humility. Wouldn't we all like it to be easy to set our pride aside to serve others more selflessly? In this episode, Rachel Moore, Katie Burke, and Camille Adams accept the challenge of talking about humility. They readily admit their failures, share a glimpse at their successes, and encourage us to run to Jesus. Because our clearest picture of humility, and the only way we can produce it, is found in Him. Here is their conversation. Hi, and welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. I'm Camille Adams, and I've got two friends with me today, Rachel Moore and Katie Burke. And today we are going to very humbly approach the topic of humility. We were all a little bit perplexed at the idea of coming together to talk about humility because I think sometimes for us, it's hard to know exactly what humility is. When we get a an idea, or we think we've got a firm grasp on it, sometimes it kind of shifts and we realize, oh, I don't know if I was thinking about that correctly. So I'm going to start us off by asking a question that um, just, what do you think humility is? What are your views on humility? Um, What are some ways that you approach it? What does humility look like for you? Humility is hard to define. Yes. Um, Because is it just placing others over yourself or is it knowing who you are in light of who God is? I mean, mm-hmm. is it a posture of how we relate to others or how we relate to God? Um, it's a hard, it's just hard to define. Mm-hmm. And then something that's hard to define is kind of hard to live or feel like you're living correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, after researching it, I mean, I kind of think that it's a combination both. It's knowing who we are in light of who God is, but then also because of that, placing others above ourself. Mm. I like that approach to it, like knowing kind of what the definition is, but also attaching how it's lived out really helps to paint a full picture of it. Yeah. I think we also talk too, is humility a posture or is it an action? Mm. Um, Is how how do we go about living this out? Um, and for me, what I thought about was that humility is the opposite of pride. You can't have, they can't coexist in the same, you can't be prideful and humble at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked what you said about knowing who you are and having a right, having a right understanding. So um, I like the phrase, um, who am I and whose am I? And so... Mm-hmm. Um, Understanding this posture towards sin and um, the promise that we have for eternity. So, um, who am I? I am small and finite. I'm a sinner. Um, and whose am I? I'm created by God. I'm loved and I'm redeemed, um, which allows Christ's humility to flow through me. I love that. That's a really, I want to take note of those words that you said specifically that I'm created and that. Even just starting with that continues to 
reinforce that posture that I didn't create myself. Like I was created. And so even that identity that we get to have was given to us by a God who not only is holy, but also loves us. And understanding that humility, I think, really helps to reinforce that God um, desires to be known and he desires for us to know ourselves so that in that we can bring him glory. Um, and that idea that you can't have pride and humility at the same time. That that phrase like humble brag comes to mind. And there really is, I mean, there's so much pride to be found in my heart, I know, um, in those moments when I'm like, oh, should I really be talking about humility? I'm, I'm a pretty prideful person, but um, this is good to really get a firm grasp on it. Um, Rachel, I know that at some point you brought up the phrase, um, you were reading from your Bible and it was self-abasement. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And um, it was just, and I forget where it was. I didn't, didn't write it down. I think um, it was in Colossians. Yes. But just the idea that false humility is a sin and, and tearing ourselves down is it can be a sin. I mean, tearing God's creation down to make ourselves feel better about our sin mm. with them. It's like almost a penitence thing. Um, but yeah, that's wrong. That's not a true understanding of who we are. And it kind of goes back to what Katie was saying that who we are and whose we are. Like, mm. yes, we are sinners, um, but we are saved by grace. And so humility doesn't come in putting ourselves down. Humility comes in understanding who we are and having a right understanding of who we are and who God is and what he's created us to do, which is not put ourselves down. It's actually to celebrate things that he has done for us, through us, and the ability to help others and serve others. Um, and I mean, I just think of Paul, who is so humble, mm-hmm. but also so incredibly bold and confident and introduces himself as the biggest sinner of all, but then confident to work the hardest because he knows he's not working the hardest. It's the Spirit working through him mm. to accomplish God's goal. Yeah. That's a really... I think a lot of a lot of times I can fall into that trap of the self-abasement or putting myself down thinking that it is, it, and it really is a false humility. It really is vanity at those moments because I'm, all I'm focused on is myself as opposed to, yes, I am a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior to redeem me from that. And the good news is He has. And so why not boast all the more in what He's done? Because that ultimately is humility. Right. I mean, because ultimately we don't want others to live in shame either. I mean, that's what we're... Mm-hmm. we're with self-abasement and false humility. I mean, really, we're not, I think, letting the power of what Jesus did on the cross really shine through. Mm. Um, because, I mean, w- right, apart from him, we are nothing. Apart from him, we are sinners and yuck um, mm. and filth. But but through him, I mean, what he has done, they, that's should be what's celebrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we only remember, if we only remember our sin, then we're shameful. Mm-hmm. Um, if we only remember, if we negate our sin, then we're prideful. Yeah. Um, and so Jesus has has given us this example of humility, and humility is not being a doormat. Like in no way was Jesus a doormat. 
It's just, it's this outflowing of service and love and Mm -hmm. this dependence on God. So the more we know about Him, the more we depend on Him, and humility flows out of that. It's not just letting letting whatever happen to us and being, like I said, a doormat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. When you think about, um, like, Jesus as our model for humility, what has really been inspiring to you um, in looking at Jesus on the cross specifically as our model for humility? Yeah, so Jesus was the perfect example of humility, and through his obedience, he demonstrated humility. So um, by coming to earth and serving others, washing feet. He loved the unlovable, um, and then he was obedient to this humiliating death on the cross. And we talked about how um, the cross was this ultimate form of humiliation. And so Mm -hmm. him willingly going to the cross is this ultimate act of humility, um, not as powerless, but as powerful. And Mm -hmm. how, I mean, selfless, like just obedience, this perfect obedience to the Father because he loved him and depended on him. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and to piggyback off that, I mean, just I love that you're noting how he was obedient to the point of death, but everything that he had, um, I mean, he was in heaven seated by the Father and Mm -hmm. gave it all up to come down and knowingly be tortured um, and held back um, while he was here on earth. I mean, he was powerful enough to not go to the cross. Um, And I think we talked about the fact that the cross was the ultimate act of humiliation. Mm -hmm. um, and, And God uses those weak spots And I don't look at a cross now and think humiliation. I think strength. Mm. And I don't know anyone that looks at a cross and thinks humiliation. Um, So God used that weakest, most humiliating moment in Jesus' life and has glorified it. And that just is Mm. encouraging to me. That's incredible. I would have loved to have asked a question of who's really inspired you to be humble or how have you seen humility in somebody else, which I think is good things to think about. But that's ultimately where we want to get our humility from. He's our perfect model of that. And I'm really grateful that both of y'all were able to share about that because what a beautiful Savior, not only that we get to worship, but also that like knows us so deeply. And in those moments when we feel the weight of our sin or just totally humiliated, like we know that He knows because He experienced it infinitely more um, than we ever have or will. Um, can you think of a time in your life when um, you were humbled by something or you experienced humility or acted in humility? And I'm asking you, giving you the out, not to humble brag, but really to, I mean, this is the time for us to come and say like, yes, the Lord accomplished this in and through me. And that's why we're talking about it today. Yeah, there is one time, um, and I think just being in tune to the Spirit um, and what He's asking you to do and being able to then go to the Word and Mm -hmm. see that it is truth. But I remember one time I was given some random amount of money 
Um, and I took the kids to Target, and outside of the Target, there was this man that clearly needed something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know his backstory, so I can't share that. But um, we went into Target, and I actually came back out, and I was like, do you need anything? Um, and he told me some things that he would like, and I was like, well, I don't know what to pick you out, so would you like to come in with us? So we walked around the Target with this gentleman who may not looked the best or smelled the best, um, just picking out things that he needed. And he shared with me that he had a job interview coming up so um, that he could use a razor and that he could use some body wash and he could use a blanket. And um, we got everything that he absolutely needed and got to the front to check out. And within pennies was the amount that I had been given. Um, and just Yeah. That. And to see, it was a great reminder because I was reflecting on that this week. Like, God, let me be a part of that blessing to him. God, let me be reminded that he cared enough for this gentleman that he was meeting his needs. And then also reminding me that God will provide every need that I have. Mm. Um, And just a beautiful reminder of who God is and his faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I was reminding myself the other day as I asked somebody for help with something and Asking for help, I don't know about you guys, but it's my Mm. least favorite thing to do. I really despise feeling needy. And I thought to myself before I asked, Camille, you are needy. That's it. We're all in this boat together of we need each other. And nobody, I think, on this planet has ever been in a moment where they've been just completely Mm self-sufficient. And self-sufficiency is a lie And I can rebuke that by saying, I need help. And I asked for help. And it was that moment of, there's that brief sting of humiliation, yes, but like a flood of, the Lord knew this need before I even knew it. He perfectly provided for that need with somebody else. And they were happy to do it. Of of course they were, because that's what good friends do. And um it is, it's not easy to ask for something, but it's also not easy to be the person on the other end of it and then have somebody ask you to share a story about it. Right, right. <laughs> and I think, so those stories are so hard to share. And I think they're undershared because yeah. we do, we think that sharing them is going to look prideful. But again, like I didn't give myself that money. Even if I'd worked for that money, I didn't give myself that money. That was always God's money. Mm. Um, and God placed us both there in that moment. I mean, it was all God's doing. And I think that by sharing things that God is doing in our lives that are good, I mean, it just spurs those moments on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Satan often gets in there and makes us not want to share the good moments with each other because it looks like pride, Mm -hmm. but, but it's not. Right. It's also our calling as Christians. Like we are called to show humility. Yeah. Um, I was looking through scripture and there's, 
I think there's over a hundred times where the practice of others and how we care for others is is mentioned in scripture. Um, and these are just a few of the ones that I, I wrote down. So we're to wash feet, we're to love others, be at peace with the, each other, um, consider one another, encourage one another, be devoted to one another. Um, and it goes on and on, pray for, instruct, serve, and forgive. And so these acts of humility that we're doing in our everyday life are commands and promises in Scripture that the Lord has equipped us to do. Um, and so I don't think it is prideful to do what we're called to do as Christians and to love others and to be the body of Christ yeah. to those around us, whether or not they're lovable, unlovable, smell good, right, look yeah. like us, think like us, etc. Yeah, and it it can be so hard to overcome those in the moment when we think about it. Um, and I'm just so grateful that the Holy Spirit brings wisdom back to mind in those moments. And so I'm grateful that you shared those verses too. Um, in moments where you felt totally humbled, humiliated, whatever the word is that you would use, what has been encouraging to you? I think not humiliated necessarily, but as a mom, um, mm -hmm. it, being a mom is so humbling yeah. um, every single day and like putting my plans and my pride aside um, and also knowing that the Lord is is with me through those things. So kind of a silly example, when we were potty training um, one of our kids, it felt like it was never going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I would just... <laughs> I would like plead with the Lord, like, why, when, when is this going to end? When am I not going to have to take five changes of clothes and like yeah. rush out of a play date because we have to find a potty? Yes. Um, and so it it is humbling um, to have that worry as a mom and as a parent and what are other people going to think about me and how I'm parenting my child and are they too old and whatnot. But um, just knowing that there is there is an end time, like, and God promises to be with us through the big things and the small things. And that mm. feels like a small thing looking back on it, but yeah. in the moment, mm -hmm. it moment, was yeah. humbling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. kids, I, kids can be so humbling in a, a good way, in, a, in an encouraging way. Um, the summer we went on a trip and I was not having my best parenting moment and was really hard on myself mm -hmm. um, in front of the kids. Um, and my seven-year-old gently reminded me that I was created in the image of God and that I should not be oh. talking about myself the way I was at that particular moment. And what <laughs> a sweet reminder out of, you know, out of the mouth of a babe, but also from a fellow believer, mm -hmm. um, giving me that encouragement through scripture and just it's humbling um, to have God have friends that will walk along beside you, whether they're, you know, miniature versions of yourself um, <laughs> or friends that you walk with in a small group or just yeah. other Christians that you know that are willing to so sweetly remind you of who God is. Um, and I just think that kind of goes back to we weren't meant to do this alone. Like we right. weren't meant to be self-sufficient from God and we weren't meant 
to live without a community. Um, so in both of those things, experience humility. And then uh, I remember earlier on this year, they, we were going through just a, a really hard season. Um, and one of my biggest prayers came out of Psalm 139. Um, and it's where God, or where David mm-hmm. asked God to search him and know him and make his sin known um, so that he can ultimately be sanctified. Mm. And I've never seen God more faithful to answer a prayer than to show me my own sin. And it isn't humiliating as it felt. I mean, it wasn't in public, but it was still for my spirit just so humiliating to mm-hmm. know my own sin. And then God didn't stop there. He also provided grace mm-hmm. and he provided a way to turn back to him in those things. And he would I remember reading the scriptures um, and, you know, you always want to be like Ruth or David. And I was seeing myself as Naomi, bitter from the consequences of her own sin, and, and Jonah and Saul acting out of fear. Um, but the Lord used that mm. to, you know, hang on my heart and, and bring to light that sin so that He could be glorified. Mm. Um, and hopefully that He's continuing to be glorified and I'll continue to be sanctified in those yeah. areas um, and hope that I can then encourage other believers to do the same. It reminds me of, your story reminds me of um, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. It says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. So these humbling moments where Christ's power shines through our our struggles, our experiences. So um, for me, a lot of times it's waiting and um, waiting on these desires, waiting on things that I think I deserve. Um, my timeline, that's not necessarily God's timeline. Um, it reveals my sin and my impatience, and it that weakness is the opportunity for God's power to shine through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was in, that reminded me, I was in college and was going through a hard time, and in college, I made not great choices. <laughs> And the Lord was sanctifying me, but I was still not making great choices and was suffering the consequences of those not great choices. And a friend, um, she was really good at writing notes, and she did, like, little watercolor cards, and she did one of, like, a broken pot, and it was, you know, we hold these treasures in jars of clay, and then it talks about how, you know, that she was like, I see that you're your little pot is broken, but the Lord is shining through. And I was, it was just the sweetest little reminder that— Yes, Camille, you are broken and and probably for your good. And mm-hmm. the Lord's shining through that because He's sanctifying you. And it's never easy to walk through, especially waiting, I think, is a really hard one. Um, but those moments of humility, I think, are so good for the soul and so good for our hearts to be drawn back to the Lord and to be reminded, like you said in the beginning, Katie, that we are like we are created in God's image. And He did, like you said. Rachel, he called us good and for a purpose. Like he never humiliates, he never humbles us without a purpose. Um, and that is always for our good and for his glory. Um, I am just reminded of 
my oldest who dances and at dance, um, in their little dancing contract, it says when they're corrected um, and when they're provided a correction to say thank you um, Ooh, to their teacher. <laughs> and <laughs> because their correction is out of love to mm. make them a better dancer. And I just think, I mean, what would that look like spiritually if I had the posture when I when the Spirit points out sin to say, thank you. I mean, this is for my growth. It's for my edification. Um, And to love that the Lord is wanting me to look more like Him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're kind of talking around this, so I'll go ahead and ask the question, but what are some of the joys that you've experienced as a result of of being humble or being humbled or seeing humility in others too. We can count that too as a joy. Um, so the world tells us not to be humble, right? And right. it's all about self-promotion. What can, like, what can I do to get ahead? Mm-hmm. Um, look at me and all my accomplishments. Um, so where the world tells us not to be humble, the Lord tells us to be humble and he will bless that. There are promises in scripture Um so blessings and gifts he gives to the humble. He leads the humble. He shows the humble favor. Um, he gives grace to the humble and he exalts the humble. So uh, the joy of humility is these blessings mm-hmm. in the Lord. Um, and and so when I'm acting in humility, I'm not left wanting more. I'm not, mm-hmm. as I empty myself or as I see others empty myself, it's not this this lack um, it's I'm filled up. There's joy. There's peace. Hmm. That's a really good point. Yeah, I would always, I think of it. I begin with that lack. That's where the world tells us to start. Is that if you don't, if you rid yourself of yourself, then what will be left? And right. it's a lie. I think that we buy into a lot. That um, well, you if you don't promote yourself, then there's not going to be anything left at the end of the day. Right. Ultimately, that's kind of what we want. Like, I don't, I don't want more of me, sinful me. Like, I want more of the Lord in my life. I look at anything I've been proud of that I've done, and none of it was me. Mm. I, when I get involved, it never ends well. It ends in frustration. It ends in failure. Um, it ends in failed relationships. I. I don't yeah, right. I don't want any of me yeah. in there. So the knowing that God has a plan, knowing God has a good plan and knowing that he does work everything together for our good, um, it just brings peace. Because if I'm constantly trying to grab on to what I think I deserve or want, it always like you said, it the opposite is I always feel unfulfilled. I'm always discontent. That's when I find mm-hmm. myself grumbling because I didn't get what I thought I was supposed to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything that I could get is finite um, and is not eternal. But everything God does is eternal. And mm-hmm. I've never walked in His way and regretted it. But on the opposite side, I've never walked in my way and not regretted it. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. You brought up something also that I, I wanted to remind myself that 
what I think I deserve is very different from what I actually deserve. Right. Right. And I think a lot of pride can be fought by remembering what I do deserve. Right. I mean, we deserve death. That's yeah. like we're, I deserve nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when you look at it like that, it's, mm-hmm. it's a completely different view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I wrote down this quote about, it just kind of reminded me when you asked about the joys and the blessings, mm-hmm. um, and it's from Andrew Murray, and it says, God is faithful just as water seeks to fill the lowest and I, empty places. Mm-hmm. Um, when God finds us abased and empty, his glory and power flow in to exalt and bless. So we have to empty ourselves in order to be filled up with mm-hmm. his spirit and his power. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. And that's a great picture too, like the water filling it up. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the intended purpose of it. Right. Um, and I think just as easily when you're talking about like, when I look back at all the things that I've done or versus what the Lord has done, I think it's important also to remember what we talked about in the beginning to also remember what the Lord has done through us. Mm-hmm. Because in that in those deepest valleys, he's given us more than what we need. Mm-hmm. He's given us abundantly more. And he's gifted us through the Holy Spirit to be able to do good works. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is a huge blessing to be able to say, Lord, what you have for me to do today, you're going to do, and I get to walk in it. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, we get to look back and say, wow, you you did that through me. I I was not aware that that was going to happen today. And I'm so glad you did because it was good. Yeah. It's just like in the Old Testament where God is constantly reminding the Israelites of, this is what I did for you. I brought you out of, I brought you out of slavery. I led you through the desert. I provided food. I provided a guidance. Like I'm bringing you to this good place. And it's just this constant reminder. And I find myself being frustrated when I'm reading that I'm like, well, how do they not understand, right? Like this, it's there. The the manna is on the ground, um, and then I'm humbled because I remember that's me. That's my posture to the Lord. A lot of days is grumbling, complaining, not being able to see what the future holds, waiting, um, not believing that God is faithful. But it's this this constant reminder we have to tell ourselves. He is good. Look what he did. Like, look how he rescued me. Look how he loves me. Um, how he's redeeming me every day. Like the the scripture, his mercies are new every morning. Oh, yeah. um, and man, I need that. Like, yeah. I need to know that truth and tell myself constantly that his mercies are new every morning. I'm sinful, and my natural posture is not towards that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. reminds me when you say provision. Um, there's a early on in our marriage, I mean, we're babies married <laughs> and broke. Um, and I know there's a season of just financial frustration and mm-hmm. wondering, hey, how are, are all of, how are we going to get everything that we need? Um, and in my prayer journal, there are several places where I'd write down everything we needed. So our mortgage payment, food on the table, um, electricity, and I make this big long list of every single need. And then I had this list of things I wanted. Like I want to get a pedicure. I want mm-hmm. to get my hair done. I These are things that would be great. Um, and 
every single month, God would provide everything on the need list. And then somebody would call and ask me to go get a pedicure or Mm -hmm. like at least one or two things on the want list were Mm -hmm. taken care of. And just, I think that season was so sweet spiritually because I was completely relying on God. And I knew because I had written it down, like I knew where that was coming from. I knew that he was the one providing. Um, And I think I get distracted a lot Mm. now um, that I don't do that. And I don't, like the Israelites got easily distracted and began grumbling, I, I do the same Like yeah. when I'm not constantly looking to God to provide mm. what I need, whether it's monetarily or rest or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about it, it brings to mind uh, the verse, and I think it's First John, where it talks about um, how great is the love of the Lord that he's lavished on us. Mm. And that just that idea that like, God doesn't look at our neediness and say, like, I'm just going to give you just the right amount. And sometimes he does, but almost always it's like, I'm going to give you the right amount, but I'm going to give you so much more and not, please don't hear me say, I'm going to give you $10,000 more. Mm -hmm. What I mean is he gives us what we need for faith to trust him more. And he gives us so much more of himself that we didn't know we needed. And that's a picture of not the, not the father that indulges the spoiled child, but of a good father mm-hmm. that cares for the deepest needs of his children because he knows them and loves them and knows that the very best thing for them is that continued trust and relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forget that every day. Mm-hmm. And I needed that reminder yeah. from you, Rachel. I, in Proverbs 30, um, there is a prayer that is written that I just think is, I wish my heart was praying it all of the time, but it says, two things I ask of you, deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, mm-hmm. lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. And I just wish that that was always what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, that. God, give me what I need to know that I need only you right, and nothing else. Mm-hmm. That's good. That is really good. So as women who desire to follow Jesus in humility and follow the example that he sets for us in donning flesh and coming to this world and um, serving us in our deepest hour of need, um, when we walk into a Tuesday morning, and we're already met with our own limitations, um, what might humility look like? What are some ways that um, we can equip ourselves to seek humility and to walk in obedience and humility? What are some things that help you in order to do that? Um, I thought of some questions, um, and I don't do this every day, um, but just some self-evaluation questions. So uh, one, how are my actions representing Christ to others? That could be my kids, my spouse, my neighbor. Um, Two, what did I do today or what will I do today? Um, That was a product of humility. And then um, three, do I honor the Lord and others in what I say, do, think, Mm. anything like that? That's great. So just kind of... um, 
taking time to evaluate your thoughts and your motives behind what you do, um, because someone's always watching, whether that's our children or neighbors or spouse or the grocery cashier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love all of those. Me too. And I think God is so faithful if you ask him to show you. Mm -hmm. He'll do it. And I... um, I think being teachable oh, yeah. in those moments. And I love that you take the time to ask those three questions. I think that's wonderful to because you do have to pause mm-hmm. to be teachable um, and to see what you're doing right and to see what you're doing wrong. But I love that, I mean, God gave us the Holy Spirit to walk with us and point mm-hmm. out when we're not living humbly. Yeah. Um, And like I said earlier, humility doesn't come naturally. So it's something we have to practice and it's something we have to pray for Mm -hmm. um, and about. Our our nature is bent towards pride. So um, studying scripture, this increased knowledge of who God is um, and his own humility through the Bible and his character um, increases our ability to be like him, um, prayer, depending on him, asking him to give me a humble heart. Like I have to, I have to pray that prayer or humility is not possible if I'm, it's not possible in my own accord. Mm -hmm. I have to have the Lord's help. Um, and then thanking God for his good graces in my life. Um, so just reminding, reminding myself to be grateful for what he's given me. Um, worship is another, is another way. So, Worship is acknowledging who he is um, and corporate worship. So Mm -hmm. acknowledging who he is with other believers um, is very powerful and um, just with the body. And then finally, my last one was service. So it is humility and action, boots on the ground. Like this is the hands and feet of Jesus lived out is serving others. Yeah. And I love that you pointed out being in the word um, so I think of the, the scripture that abide in me and abide in you, mm-hmm. and apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, but in that, um, yeah, just staying in the word, giving the Holy Spirit something to work with. Mm-hmm. But I, I also really have to be careful about what truth I'm listening to, because it's not only am I in the word, but I'm not listening to the truths the world might want to tell me that I can be whatever I want to be and I can do whatever I want to do and I should live my own truth when really this is the truth Mm -hmm. that everything needs to be filtered through. Um, So I think it is being in the Word, but it's also being very careful what goes in our eyes and in our ears. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as we, I mean, we're called to live in the world, but not be of the world. Um, So I think that's a way that helps me live humbly because there's, I don't can't find any scripture that says that I can do anything on my own. Right. Um, but I can find a whole lot in the world. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Yeah. Well, I've loved looking at humility with you guys so much today. Um, I'm so grateful that we even get to come and talk about this um, because like you said, I think it's hard for, for us to talk about humility in a way that is, um, you know, we feel comfortable doing it, but also so that we all know the purpose of it is really to glorify God and to look at what He's done. 
Um, so I'm just grateful that y'all were able to come and share vulnerably with us. And I'm going to pray because we get to. Um, Father God, you are so good to us. Um, thank you for seeing us and knowing exactly um, who you created us to be. Um, and for knowing each moment, um, our deepest needs, um, and knowing that they were met perfectly in the person of Christ. Um, we thank you so much that you gave us an example of meekness and humility um, in your son who put on flesh and didn't consider himself um, equal with you, but instead he died on a cross so that um, we would um, by his power, be able to serve your people and glorify you um, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, so I ask today that um, we would each, um, by, your, by your graciousness, that we would have the mind of Christ and seek to serve one another in humility, um, and that we would be rejoicing in those moments when we get to trust you more. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.